Hello and welcome to the Untranslatable Podcast. We are here recording episode 198, and today we're going to be talking about some dirty words, some curse words, some cuss words, some vulgar uh, phrases in the English language. So uh, if your kids are around, put on some headphones or uh, listen to this episode at another time because we are going to be getting into some dirty words and we are going to be using that explicit rating on our podcast to its full potential today. So stay tuned. Uh, You may be wondering, why are we doing this episode? Number one, to teach all of you who don't know some of these dirty words what they are, so hopefully you don't use them. Or if you do use them, you know how to use them properly. Uh, Don't want to insult somebody and uh, use the words incorrectly. We're also going to teach you a couple cleaner words to use today as well if you want to keep things a little more PG or PG-13. Jared's giving me a look, but I got a couple alternatives for us today. And we're also going to talk about the etymology of some of these dirty words as well. So if you're a language nerd and you want to know where some of these words came from, stay tuned. So my partner in crime, my man who has a great command of all sorts of dirty words, but does not usually say them because he's a classy gentleman. Without further ado, my buddy Jared, what's going on, Jared? Hello, a classy sophisticant like me would never That's use right. such words. <laughs> Shout out That's to SpongeBob, right. a clip we just watched before. I cannot take credit for that. Um, episode 198, and I'm feeling like shit. Oh, great. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's still inside. And, well, let me just please. We don't need to hear about my, Spread my problems. Spread a little love. Spread a little love, everyone. <laughs> Follow us on... Um, iTunes, Stitcher, subscribe, I should say, not follow us. Follow us on Instagram, though, Untranslatable Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter, Untranslatable1, the number one. Uh, And you can also give us five-star reviews, please. I mean, you can, but I I should say please give us five-star reviews. Mm -hmm. We would greatly appreciate it. And then when you do give them, we will say... Spasiba. So this is how now how I do uh, that drop. Spasiba. Good work. (laughs) Good work, buddy. I just... uh, as say it myself. Um, you gotta improvise sometimes, you know? Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, for sure. Hey, Chad, let me ask you this. How's, mm-hmm. um, how's your mental health during this quarantine? I feel like there are two settings on you, and it's positive or mm-hmm. trying to be positive, and it gets old. Uh-huh. I'm not going to lie. We don't need all this positivity in our life. No one asked for that. <laughs> I feel like I'm starting to become a difficult person to be around. Mm. I feel like I'm starting to become less enjoyable to be around you know like i'm kind of sulking more for no reason there's no like um what are you like around the house do you are you tough to be around besides for usual i guess i I think i think i'm okay i've been trying to help my parents out a lot with stuff around the house help my mom move some flowers and other plants earlier today do you find Um, yourself like going crazy in your head do you find yourself being like F it. Or mm. Fuck it. This is, forgot, this is the bad words episode. This is I'm just going to go. Episode. Go crazy, I'm go Jared. Hang out with Jared. I don't care. Um, I don't know. There have been days when I definitely feel like, like, man, I really wish I could see my friends or mm-hmm. have the opportunity to travel right now. You know, there's a lot of stuff. But I think in the grand scheme of things, uh, we just got to. Play it safe, play it smart, and uh, I think sure. there is a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm Ugh. trying to really be optimistic. I know it drives Jared crazy, but <laughs> I kind of ha- I kind of have to though, you know, because it's like right now I only have a couple students that I'm tutoring right now, so that doesn't really take up that much of my time, mm-hmm. right? I do the podcast with you. Um, but that doesn't lot- take up too much of your time. Nope, it doesn't. Uh, trust me, um, I know <laughs> it doesn't. Um, 
So, so for me, it's been a lot of guitar playing, um, a lot of PlayStation uh, playing as well. Halfway through Red Dead Redemption, that's been a fun, fun little journey. Getting my cowboy on. Yeah. Um, I need I'm excited a video game. though, man. I'm, as the I'm, as the weather gets warmer and nicer out, I've been spending a lot of time on the deck mm-hmm. uh, with a dog. You know, getting some vitamin D, as they say in England. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting that sunshine is important. Uh, but I'll tell you what, Jared. The big thing, this would be a really good segue for the song of the pod, but I'm going to say it now anyways. Um, I think music is what's really been helping me out a lot with everything going on. Uh, mm. Every day, I listen to easily over two, three hours of music. Yeah. See, I listen to podcasts as a, I don't know if it's soothing, but there's nothing. I think it's soothing. It's a soo- it soothing. feels like a soothing kind of thing that I do because I listen to them all day. Like It's clearly mm-hmm. some sort of something I'm doing other than just enjoying the entertainment. But like it's not as soothing. Like It's a soothing thing clearly on a mm-hmm. subconscious level. But on a co- <coughs> conscious level, I'm not seeking out like a whole bunch of positivity right. and uplift in my podcasts. So it's not really like... Well, that's because know. you do the untranslatable podcast, which is easily 80% of uplifting and positivity. So that's yeah. probably why, Jared. Another thing I've been yeah. doing though lately okay. <laughs> that I mentioned a couple episodes ago is uh, I put some new tuners on one of my guitars. Okay. So I've been putting these, I put these bad boys on here. Uh, so that has been a fun little adventure. It was super easy. Took me way less time than I thought it would. Took me about 20 minutes. It's just a screw, isn't it? Or you have to glue uh, them or something. You got to unscrew them and then screw the new ones on and restring it. But these ones have a special mechanism to lock the string in. So you can restring it even mm. faster. But for uh, me, restringing guitars is really cathartic. Like it just, yeah. I don't know. I remember when I, um, this, oh, oh, I, oh, yeah. I remember when I had my, uh, when I was, we were talking about how uh, I like used to fix my bike and stuff. And sometimes it would go terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Other times it would go ter- terribly great. It's a right. great confidence booster. And now oh, you're like, sure. oh, I can do this now. Like, mm-hmm. this is something I'm no longer going to pay someone else to do. That right. feels great. It's also very fulfilling to know and understand the process of how something works. Yes. Like yeah. a machine on your bike or on my yeah. guitar. Yeah, I totally feel you, for sure. Yeah, like a neck bone's connected to the hip bone kind of thing. Right. Clearly, I don't know the human body kind of thing. very well. But. For sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, Jared, I wanted to bring up something at the top of the show today before we get into other stuff, because I came across this article, and I thought it was kind of interesting. It's a Forbes article, uh, and let me read you the headline here. Future air travel, four-hour process, self-check-in, disinfection, Mm -hmm. immunity passes. I don't know if you've heard of this, Jared. I can do that in two and a half. You could probably do that (laughs) on an hour flat, knowing how you travel. You You could do it. It doesn't need to be four hours. I don't. Right. I, I'll listen, obviously, but it doesn't need right. to be four hours. So, so yeah, but this is just kind of interesting just to think about, you know, we, we do the whole thing about what we're mm-hmm. going through right now is we do need to think about what's, what's going to happen afterwards because yeah. at some point there will be an afterwards. We don't know when. Um, have to give a lot of respect. Cross. And I have a lot of admiration <laughs> <laughs> for a lot of people working right now and trying to make, excuse me, make things better. Mm-hmm. But this is interesting. So one of the questions that the Forbes article asks is, uh, will there be as many changes as there were after 9-11? Could there be less? Could there mm. be more? I thought that was kind of interesting because obviously these are two very different reasons why we are changing the entire process, right? 9-11 was obviously counterterrorism, uh, you know, so you can't have a you know a bottle with over, I don't know how many ounces of liquid because it could yeah. be a bomb, for example, right? Yeah. Well, now we might be seeing, 
you know, temperature checks. You might have to have like a special thing on your phone or a special ID document saying either, you know, you've you've had coronavirus and now you are healthy or you've been or you've gotten a vaccine once that becomes available for people. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of different things that could be going on. Uh, and I wanted to read some of these to you, Jared, and just kind of get your thoughts. Okay, um, sure. <clears throat> so, and some of these I think are good. Some of these I'm not so sure how people will um, feel about these. But, okay, this one's an interesting one. So here are some things that are being under consideration right now by a lot of the major airline companies like British Airways, um, companies like this. So here we go. Uh, no cabin bags, no lounges, no automatic upgrades, face masks required. Um, why are you going so fast? Hold on. Okay, Hold, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Why are you going no so fast? No cabin bags. Sorry. No cabin bags. <laughs> yeah, go for it. The problem with... I uh, See, I, got, I already have a problem with the no cabin bag thing. Mm -hmm. Me because, too. Um, we, they've already set up the situation. They've already set up this sort of paradigm where they're forced to pack the cabin with suitcases because everyone charges for carry on. For excuse me, for uh, for checking and nobody. Mm -hmm. It's 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 not only does no people already don't want to check their bags because it's another step once right. you already get to your location. Right now they're even less incentivized because you have to pay them to do it. And are you going to check your laptop? Really, I'm not going to check right. my valuables. Like, uh, -uh no, nope. exactly, exactly. Yeah, what I'm going to let you check my. I've seen. And I know how you, how those uh, baggage right. people handle stuff. So what? Now my my laptop is just going to be thrown into the back of a van and <laughs> thrown exactly. on and off an airplane. Exactly. Uh, so that one already seems like a uh, seems uh, that that's uh, so. Now I, I I would bet though if they're mm -hmm. going to do that, they're going to have to have some sort of concession to payments, or at least yep. just do us a favor and mix it in with the price already, so we don't see it. Right. Right. The other thing, though, too, that I've been reading that some places have been considering is like a disinfectant type of tube or tunnel or something where you would put your carry-on, oh, yeah. spray it, and then you would pick it up. Well, I don't think like, that's a terrible idea. I think yeah. that's a decent idea. Yeah, I guess I'd, I'd be curious what they're spraying it with. I mean, I assume right. I'm not going to take it out and it's going to be like dripping with sanitizer. Right. Well, I've seen at least pictures of places in, in Asia that are like, I don't know if they call them sanitation stations, what they call them, disinfectant mm -hmm. stations probably. But where you stand in a thing, you wear goggles and, uh, and you know, a surgical covering like a mask, uh, and then it sprays the disinfectant on you. And it, supposedly, if you had any virus or, or stuff on you, it would kill it. Well, you saw that. I don't know if you've seen this, but there it was going around on Twitter that um, in China they're starting to go back to school. It was China, yep. I believe yep. it was China, and they have like this whole protocol just for going in oh, to yeah. the school. And one of them yep. is, is is you get sprayed front and back with some machine. It looks like yep. it looks like some like sort a of fog smoke or, or mist, yeah. right? But mm -hmm. it's probably some sort of misty. Right. Uh, there's also uh, infrared cleaners for like your phone. Have you heard of those? Yeah, yeah, and I've seen the UV ones as well. Yeah, you could probably um, yeah. make. Oh, that is mm -hmm. what it is. Not infrared. Yeah, UV. you could probably mm -hmm. make um, like a, a bigger. I'm probably. I have no idea. I wonder that, if you I've could make like UV a bigger may become, version. I've heard UV disinfection may become the way they do it. Uh, now so, I don't know how that works though. You know, I don't know if you can stand under something if like a certain amount of UV light. I don't know if it's healthy for you. You know, I know if you get sunburned, you can get can skin cancer. I really right. don't know. Right. Um, well, but it's I, an I interesting mean, thing to look are, into. How much cancer are we getting from those uh, machines the that sprays spin around and us. stuff? That's true. That's oh, that true too. too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, things we already um, have. But yeah. Happening. But yeah. So right. no cabin bags. I thought that one was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, what else? No lounges. Which which for now I get. I get I'm, why I'm, you wouldn't want to offer lounges. I'm mm -hmm. broke. 
I'm not mm-hmm. broke. That's not true. I'm not rich. Um, so uh, and I, I don't I don't have I don't, I'm not a, a frequent flyer. Mm-hmm. So the lack of lounges makes no difference to me. <laughs> right. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Um, what are your thoughts on face masks and surgical gloves? Uh, I mean, the masks make sense, but I, mm-hmm. I mean, how how in the future are we talking? Because right. it makes sense now. I but... think I think probably until we get a vaccine. Although I'll be honest with you, Jared, um, I I really the idea of wearing a face mask in public for the next while doesn't really bother me. To be honest with you, like when no. you're in public traces, public places rather. I know it's not ideal, but. Um, it keeps not only yourself safe, but others safe if you are yeah. sick as well. And it adds peace of mind for me too. I mm-hmm. actually, for the ver- I've lived a this entire quarantine, mm-hmm. I have not been in a public place, mm-hmm. and so I've not been in a place that required me to wear a mask, um, except for today. Today is the first day of this of this entire pandemic that I had to wear uh-huh. a mask in public. Oh wow! And where'd uh, you go? I had to, uh, so uh, on my car, I have like a winter tires on them and I just mm-hmm. haven't put like moved them over yet because um, I haven't, I haven't needed to drive anywhere, right. but I need to take my car to get um, serviced. And I, I, it was just, I, since I was already going, I was, it's a long story, but it's essentially, okay. I just had to go get my uh, tires switched on my car. But gotcha. uh, luckily there weren't that many people there. So like there was almost no one around me. So it wasn't like an anxiety inducing thing. Do you but, have, do you have a mask? Yeah, I have a, t- a okay, couple good. different, I have two good. different kinds. Good. So I have, um, the, and the reason I brought this up is because the one I, I wore, I have one mm-hmm. that I'd like because it's a fabric one and it's just easier. Okay. It, right. It's easier sure. to put on. Sure. Um, but the thing is, having the fabric right on my face mm-hmm. for an extended period of time is not the most comfortable. It's not thing. ideal, for sure. And it, it, it definitely stifles <clears throat> my ability to breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to get it, used it, to it. Trust me, as someone who wore a mask yeah, in China that's a lot, true. you got you got to get used to it. Moves the around f- a little bit. You got to get used to yep. like finding the spot and keeping the spot. But then I have another one that's 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 um, a little more hefty it, it has like okay. uh, it's it has it's it's a reusable it's washable but it looks yep. more like a surgical mask kind of thing right and that one uh, fits a l- like it leaves a little gap between your face and the actual face mask so it's not right up against your face it gotcha. has like a little clamp that's or, what in you the need. nose yeah. area so that's it tightens need, around yep. mm-hmm. and that's so that good. one I should have used because it's more comfortable but it, it takes a l- it's a little more effort to put it on right so I'm lazy clearly yeah. but um, I'm, I'm okay it, with the masks I'm fine I think with surgical makes me gloves feel better. Right. I think surgical gloves are a little unnecessary. Uh, that's just my own personal opinion. I'm with you on the, that. These are a few I like. Uh, self-check-in and self-bag drop-off. I think that's fine. I've done the self-bag drop-off a few times flying with I don't know Lufthansa. About the, I don't know about the uh, self-bag drop-off. I mean, I haven't checked in at a gate in forever. Well, it's... Uh, I mean, you essentially go to a kiosk. If you have a code, you show them your code. You put the thing on the thing, and it... Uh, I think it prints the label out, and you have to put the label on, okay. and then it goes. But that's it. So but you I could think easily that's do so that much safer without yeah. a person. You just exactly scan your exactly. boarding pass. They they give you the thing, well, and then and you put it on. And that's what it looks the... like. A lot of places are are looking to do is try yeah. to find a way where you're not even touching a touchscreen. There's a scan right. of something, and the funny which thing I think is, is smart. Mm-hmm. They should have like some of this. Some of these innovations should have nothing to do with the pandemic. Like these are just good True. ideas. True. <laughs> but yeah. people, like, but people are just companies are just cheap, and there's not really it's yeah. not really worth it for them to invest in it if it's not until now know, necessary. Right. What else? Right. 
I see why uh, you're going so fast before now because because there, there's a lot. Yeah, there's I, a once lot. Once again, you're the only one that's ever in a rush when we do these. That's podcasts. true. I'm, that's true. I have nowhere it's to only, be. It's only certain days. It's it seems like the days when I have I have to teach a student later. But anyways, uh, okay. So self bag drop off. I think we're both cool with. This one's an interesting one. Uh, actually, these next few are interesting. Immunity passports, which I think we briefly mentioned. Mm. You know, the idea of you have something on your phone or like a, a slip signed by a doctor or something yeah. saying you've been vaccinated. Uh, they do that. That's a little too much. Yeah, but they've done that with other stuff too, though. Like Feels I know a there's 1984. You know. <laughs> yeah, but there's a, but there's also like a thing for yellow fever. I think that you. That some African countries mm. require you to have before you go in. I could be wrong, but okay. I thought... I mean, that makes sense. You have to... I mean, you don't... Do you have to get malaria shots before you go to, like, certain countries? Is malaria got, contagious? I think so. I don't think it... Is it? Oh, I've definitely gotten malaria shots before I went to Tanzania. Right. But now right. I wonder, is it required or is it just... you didn't have to just, show a paper no, that's why I'm saying, thinking. right? Is it required I, or is it just like, right. uh, you probably should do this if you... Right. Because uh, I remember before I went to China in August last year, um, they told me, well, here's this, you know, they gave me this paper, you know, bunch of, like a pamphlet, and it had, it had my vaccinations all listed there. Uh, there were a couple of them, like dengue fever and yellow fever. Uh, I haven't gotten vaccinated for because, you know, I wasn't going to any countries that had that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they said, you know, keep this. And if you ever go to any of those countries, you know, we can put this in here for you. And, and I guess some places do look for that. Um, I think sure. I think that is a good thing because it gives you and other people and the country of which you're traveling to peace of mind that, hey, yeah. this person is is not going to be risk i get um, concerned it, yeah. because it's a it, it then it only because then it, it's a that's a to me it feels like a pretty big barrier for some people to travel like now you're yeah true like especially Very in a country true. like ours where our health system is so shitty mm-hmm. right yeah it takes time takes money um he this one creeps me out a little bit but it's just me personally uh, maybe he'll agree with me on this one jared on the spot blood tests i don't know that's how i feel about lot. that that's a yeah, lot i don't know how i feel about that and how quick, like, like how quick is that? Like, I'm, like, I'm not after, sure. You can't. Can you test I, that immediately? And I feel like I feel like if you're testing for COVID, um, I think there are other testing, even ways where you can get the results back fairly quickly that aren't blood. I could be wrong though. Maybe they are blood tests. I don't know. They're, um, they're I'm not you a can do a blood test, but that's not. That I don't think that's the main kind. They're, the main right. kind they're doing is that swab that they stick like all the way in the back of your throat through your nose. That looks terribly painful. Right. Um. But. Uh, <sighs> That's not that's not sustainable to me. I mean, right. obviously, there's the whole like squeamish thing. I, I, right. I theoretically I could get past that. Not at an airport. Why am I doing this at an airport? It just right. seems like this isn't sustainable. This isn't right. realistic. Like this is a pandemic. Also, like how long Correct. do you plan on doing this for? Forever? Right. Are we doing this forever right. now? Right. Well, that's the other thing too. It's interesting to think about and discuss how long will these effects stay right. in the collectives. Uh, because like the, the anti-terrorism yeah. stuff mm-hmm. that we see at airports has only uh, been enhanced, in my opinion, and it right. seems like it's only been enhanced with little, res- with small. Right. Like, uh, you don't see much results from it. Right. Yeah. What's also interesting too is the idea of temperature checks. Now, th- these kind of things don't really bother me, but it's my question is, what happens if you are deemed unfit to fly? You know how how does that work? You know, so say you go into the airport. They take right. your temperature, <laughs> and you have a high temperature. And they say, sorry, we can't let you on the plane, sir. 
what do you do? do? Do they book you another flight? You probably have to pay that out of pocket. Yeah, how, that might how be. Does on, that that must be. That's got to be on you. That's probably going to be on you. But then also, so now that brings up another thing that I didn't think of. Are they going to do this before people even like? Is there going to be a line to get into the airport? To do you have to do all these because that's going to be right. In, right. I mean, that four hours seems not enough. Right. If we're going to go through like all these steps, because then what if you figure out someone's got a fever or someone is, has COVID, right. but they've already been in a packed airport, like, and right. they found out at the security well, checkpoint. But see, that's the other difficulty is is reopening with safe social distance guidelines where people who are could get other people sick don't get other people sick in public. Right. Um, and I think that's a big thing with the masks uh, mm-hmm. and, and these sanitation places. But yeah, it's it's really hard to say. And and the scary thing about all this too, Jared, is seeing how impatient people are when you think about how new this virus really is. You yeah. Know, it it really we really started. Uh, I would say it really became on the U.S.'s radar. Probably well, first of all, like in my opinion, February. way too late. But yeah, February. <laughs> I was already back in the states, and things seemed fairly normal when i got back and i can tell yeah. you someone who was in china things were not normal when i left in indonesia things were fairly normal you saw more people wearing face masks but mm-hmm. it seemed you know well that was my first time there but it seemed normal where i yeah. would consider normal i mean I, i've been thinking yeah. about that a lot it's like you lost your job due to covid19 in december mm-hmm. <laughs> no, no no, no february february oh okay excuse me february. you were asked not to come back in december correct so they were already right. putting in measures of like J- right. January, but yeah, okay, still January. Still. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, you. It was December is when you I went to Beijing. I was probably one of the first people right. to lose their job because of this. Yeah, pandemic. It, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, and you lost your job <laughs> yeah. months before people even here and probably in Europe mm-hmm. pro- even knew what it was. <laughs> right, right. And yeah. then well, it. it I, I didn't. Th- I don't think it really hit people here until like like the end of February. Right. Well, the funny thing is, too, Jared, is that um, I had known about uh, pneumonia going around Wuhan in late November. Uh, mm. We had heard about it in late November, early December, uh, and then it just went completely uphill from there, or downhill, right. I guess. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, so but those are a few things that I think a lot of companies are going to pr- try to put in place in the future with flying. Um, mm-hmm. But that's a great question, Jared. You know, how, how will that work? Also, will people be allowed to, I would assume that means that people picking someone up from the airport have to wait outside as well. Or oh. there might be like a designated yeah. you know, like those, arrival area. That that gate where you first leave the terminal, it's all the people uh-huh. with the signs up. Yep. That's just a... Uh, yeah, how's a, that going to work? Yeah, that's just a virus waiting to happen there. Right, right. It's it's Yeah, it's like, no, that's a, it's like, hey, I'll, I'll hold the sign out the side, side of my window at the pickup mm-hmm. zone. <laughs> right so so yeah we'll see but those are just some things to to keep in mind what might happen happen with the future flying because let's be honest uh this pandemic has changed a lot of things but uh eventually mm-hmm. i think things are going to slowly ramp up i won't say back to normal or before the pandemic began but uh people are going to start flying i mean it's going to become a necessity at some point you know countries yeah. can't stay locked down forever yeah uh, and there's, and a, there's a lot can't. of there's a lot of talk about like, um, you know, once this is over, it's like, yeah, but I don't think it's just going to be like, like, it's not going to no, just be not, one day. It's, right. It's not like we're going to wake up one day and it's like, yay, we beat COVID. It's done. At, like, that's right. not how that works. All right. No. We're done. Back to normal. Right. At, at my, at my job, they've been calling it, uh, the new abnormal for a bit. Yeah. They were calling it the new normal, but they're like, well, it's not going to go back it's to not, quote unquote yeah, normal. It's the no. new abnormal. Right. Well, it's like, like that, that with any, with any, I do too. It's like that with any big 
event. You know, I would say that 9-11 changed our yeah. our lives to a, to a new abnormal, you know? So yeah. I would agree with that. Um, For sure. But you know, Jared, with new abnormals, sometimes there are some good things. And I think if we uh, can talk about our shout-outs today, uh, I'll give one shout-out today. And my shout-out for today goes out to the uh, Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey. I don't know if you've heard about this, Jared, but he has told his employees that uh, many of them will be allowed to work from home in perpetuity, meaning permanently, Mm -hmm. regardless. And he said, and I quote, opening offices will be our decision when and if our employees come back will be theirs. In an email, Dorsey said it was unlikely that Twitter would open its offices before September and that all in-person events would be canceled for the remainder of the year. All of 2020 in Twitter. The company will assess its plans for 2021 events later this year. Uh, And he also noted their privilege by saying, uh, we were uniquely positioned to respond quickly and allow folks to work from home, given our emphasis on decentralization and supporting a distributed workforce capable of working from anywhere. And Um, they don't have a physical product. That helps, too. Right. There's no production, really, or anything Absolutely. Um, But I think that's really great. Um, yeah, and I mean, and it, so shout out to Jack Dorsey and everybody mm-hmm. on Twitter. I think that's awesome. You betcha. Yeah, I mean, we it, we need. I think it would be a hu- it would be huge to see some of these big companies, car companies, um, just consumer product companies, right? Um, come out and be like, we're no longer like we're 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 going to do what what Jack Dorsey did at Twitter, mm-hmm. and, and and because so many of the like. It's kind of not surprising at a company like Twitter, almost, because it's like, oh, they're a tech company. You know, they're very forward with um, innovations in the workplace. That's kind of what tech companies are known for. I want to see companies not known for these kind of, you know, people innovations in the workforce make these like make these innovations. And and I think that would be huge to see companies that'd be like, wow, this this old school company is actually doing this. Who would who would have thought? Right, because uh, I work for one of those old school companies, kinda, and like I, we all have all the technology. We like not all, obviously not people that make the product, but like right. people like me that just work on a computer. We could do that anywhere. Yeah, I think there's a lot of jobs that will begin to be kind of reevaluated because of mm-hmm. this. Um, and I think working from home can be good. Um, I've enjo- I've enjoyed it. Yeah, Although I don't think I it's, would enjoy it's it more perfect, if I could, but. I can enjoy it more if I could interact with people because that's the problem. Can, can we do? Did we do an episode about pros and cons of working from home? How have we not done that? No. We should do one. We should do one. Because, <laughs> I mean, sure. I, I have some good, exciting news about that, too, in the future. Got some yeah. exciting things coming up for this summer. So I think we should do an episode on that. We okay. can talk about cool. it. Cool. I'm excited. We can talk about it. Yeah. Trust me, I was excited today, too, when I found out about it. <laughs> Great. Anyways, you know what else makes me really excited, Jared? Those untranslatables. That's right, buddy. That's right. And today, I decided, because I had so much fun last week with the Finnish ones, I was going to continue. We're going to... I have a few more Finnish ones for you, because I just thought these were great. Okay. So, uh, my first one for you, as I said, is Finnish, and it is Rokeirokansio, uh, which means the brave eats the soup. The brave... I would assume, oh, like, the brave one eats the soup. It's like it's like the brave one takes the first step, having the being proactive and... Making the move before anyone else. I'll give you the ham horn. I'll give it to you. Yeah, it feels yeah, like mm-hmm. it feels like the whoever's like brave enough to eat the hot soup is right. how I kind of took it. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, we would say though, Jared, fortune favors the brave. That's mm. kind of the saying we generally use. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I that would that phrase would not come to my head only because that sounds like something that like my parents would say to me as a kid and right. I'd roll my eyes at them. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Um my uh, so I didn't I didn't get normal or translatables today. I got a bunch of li- I got a long long list of insults and in other oh, languages. Great. And this great. is something I've wanted to do before, but it just like because a lot of them the they're they're ob- like they're not really anything to like translate because they're pretty obvious what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But I've always wanted to do it because it's like it's so funny how people insult people in other countries. Oh, absolutely. Let's hear some. My first one is uh, Mandarin, and it's uh, let's see if you know how, what this means. Kao ni tsu tong chi ba dai. Uh, no idea. No um, idea. Well, I guess I'll just fuck the eighteen generation generations of your ancestors. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Damn that that's a burn right there. That would be a roast <laughs> for sure. I like that one. There's, there's needs, so many. Who needs like, your mom jokes when you can roast eighteen generations of ancestors? You know. And there's something. I mean, obviously, going for your mom is a huge thing in, in the U.S. Right. But I think outside of the U.S. and the countries that that demand more respect than us Americans mm-hmm. do, I think there's really something to insult a family-based insult. Oh insults. yeah. Parents, I've seen a lot ancestors, of for sure. I, I find a lot of them when I look up Arabic on translatables mm-hmm. too. Or there's a lot of like, like, like I'm cursing your your great grandmother or something. Like right, that. right. And to That's me, I'd be funny. like, I'd be like, okay, I'd never met her. Okay. Uh. <laughs> All right. Well, Jared, let me give you my last finish one for you today. Uh, and then, and then you can just hit me with all a ton of these because uh, oh, I want to hear dream. some of them. This is a dream uh, come true. <laughs> and after that, I got something I want to do with you. Uh, but okay. I'll, I'll stay tuned for that. Anyways, this next one, as I said, is finished, and it is "Mika laulan tule se vihelten mene," which means something about hands. I heard hands in there. Uh, good guess, but no. What Damn comes it. singing leaves whistling. What comes singing leaves whistling. <laughs> What comes singing? Leaves whistling. That first of all, that sounds super southern. That's right. What comes singing? Leaves whistling, boy. <laughs> That's oh, right. Yeah. Slipping on gator piss. <laughs> uh, it's like it's. I don't. I don't I have no idea where to go with this. It's like. <sighs> well, you know. know, Jared, you you won that million dollars when you found found that real old car back in that old pole barn down the street in the corner. And, uh, you know, sometimes what comes singing leaves whistling, you know? It's like one man's junk is another man's uh, treasure. No, let me, let, no not quite. <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me try to Or it's like you got super that. lucky and found like a, like a, essentially a treasure of some sort. I don't know. No, okay, I love well, here, this here. Though, let, me, let, me, let me continue. Okay. Let me continue. All right. I kind of like doing the southern accent. All right. Um, all right, Jared, you, you, done, you done got a million dollars from finding that real old car in that pole barn. But, you know, you done spent that million dollars real quick, you know? So when you come in oh, singing, you might leave whistling. Oh, okay. So it's like, not what goes around comes around, but it's like... You're getting close. You're getting close. It's like, um... I, I know what you're saying. I, I can't translate easy it. Easy come, you're... easy there go. There we go. There we mm-hmm. go. Yes. I knew you were so close. Easy come, <laughs> easy go. Uh-huh. Because there's, because yeah, there's no, uh, that is what I was thinking. But there's, yeah. there's no really way that I could think to say it other than that untranslatable, the English mm-hmm. version of it. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't think of the English untranslatable. It's, which it's is a easy good sentence, so I like that. Or, you mm-hmm. know, it's a yeah. good one. That sounds like honestly, I, I feel like I've heard eight of my uncles say that. Right. Uh, no 
All right, let's get to be a new drop, Jared. What comes saying and leaves whistling? All right. Let's see if I actually remember to... uh... (laughs) (laughs) I've been so lazy recently for no reason. I have more than enough time to do this pod. That's the funny thing. I've seen so many memes online about, well, we've learned during these corona times that it was not uh, Mm -hmm. a time issue. It was... (laughs) We have lots of free time now. Our time at home, and we're still not productive. That is so true. Every now and again, I still find myself, like the day before a podcast has to come out, like, like, why am I editing it now? I had many nights where I just watch TV all night long where i could have done this uh all right let's get to some more insults let's do it and let's see let's see what what, what if we can find any commonalities what we like okay. some stuff i think we should adopt maybe that i love the idea of insulting someone real hard mm-hmm. and it makes no sense to them oh for sure uh, this next one is vietnamese and it's mayan long dai cham mui mayan long dai chai mui wow that was really good <laughs> I mean, I don't know what Vietnamese is supposed to sound like, but that sounded legit. I had a Vietnamese classmate uh, teach us a lesson in Vietnamese. Uh, okay, and okay. Uh, it was really interesting to hear it. The, the sounds of Vietnamese are yeah, really the, cool. What do you call that? Inflection. Or Intonation, yeah, inflection. Okay. Yeah, both of them. The rhythm. Yeah, anyways, what does it mean? You eat pubic hair with salt dip. Oh, God. Okay. That, all right. That, that's an insult right there for sure. Uh, have... Uh, here's the thing about uh, what does that mean uh, you have poor taste you're you're a terrible person what what does that mean i don't even know what that means <laughs> they don't actually explain it's funny they say here's the thing about pubic hair it's really awful to eat however when seasoned with some salt dip <laughs> i've heard it's actually experience? quite nice <laughs> oh god oh, <laughs> so, is, oh, so maybe Lord. this isn't as scathing as it sounds <laughs> okay maybe not you eat uh, maybe it's just like you're a uh, gross you're really gross Oh yeah, you're disgusting. That yeah, makes sense. like, like yeah, you're, you're disgusting. So disgusting. Yeah, you're okay. That's <laughs> okay. funny. What other ones do you got? Uh, this next one is Spanish. Chupe mantequilla de mi culo. Now, obviously, Something you know about that. my ass. <laughs> yeah, chupa. I don't know what chupa means. Mantequilla. I've heard it, but I don't know what that means. Uh, de mi culo. You've probably heard mantequilla because it's butter. Aha, uh-huh, okay. Suck butter from my ass. So that's like kiss my ass. Yes. You yeah, know, one okay. of my favorite, I don't know, actually. They don't actually say what they, but let's assume so. <laughs> yes. But one of, my, <laughs> one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite uh, American uh, insults that never gets used anymore, mm-hmm. eat my shorts. Oh, that's a good one. I Made love that one. Made popular by the Simpsons. Yeah, well, yes, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I... I was never a huge Simpsons kid. I actually really regret not being into The Simpsons as a kid because I feel like I'd love it. Um, but I remember it from Breakfast Club. I remember... Oh, uh, interesting. Okay. Who was the uh, the burnout guy, whatever his name was, said it to um, said it to the principal or whoever the guy was that was... Uh, he's like, eat my shorts. And it's just such a funny... It's just like, who is... What is the... I don't know. I, I don't know. It's right. just so funny to me. Um... Well, this one, this one's obvious, but it's uh, afat, afat. Oh, this is Icelandic, and it's mm-hmm. afatotari, afatotari, and it's grandfather effer. So it's like mother effer. Yeah, but okay. they use grandfather instead for some okay. reason. Maybe yeah, that's worse. I don't know. This is Bulgarian. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is Bulgarian, <laughs> and I've actually seen this one before, but I never brought it up because it's obvious because it's an insult. But I love it. Right. Uh. And I want to see if um, what, gronza si cato salata. Now you know that last word. Mm-hmm. Salad. You Some are as salad. ugly as salad. Oh, that's a roast right there. A little burn. Salad. Why burn. is salad ugly? 
Now, is it because wilted salad? Are they implying, is it wilted? Are they implying, why is salad ugly? You know, that's what I don't, that's what I don't understand. But like, this is obviously an insult. Someone's being insulted when they say this. But it's just like, I don't know. Okay, salad. Oh, you're going to like this next one, though. And then, we, and then we can move on. But I just have to give you this next one. Uh, it's Bosnian. Okay. Sanyam, Sanjam, Sanyam, de prindum, 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 na tebe. I dream about farting on you. <laughs> Is that like F you? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I don't know. Once again, they don't explain it. I don't one. know why okay. I'm saying yeah. I'm just All going right. off what I would think. Or like I, I dream like the about confidence like, though, Jared. Or I like, like I dream confidence. about your death is kind of how I think about it. Like I, or you know, okay. like, like or like drop dead kind of is kind of how mm-hmm. I feel about feel okay. it. But a lot of these are just variations on f u and f off, really. Yep, you know? that's true. That is true. Now, speaking of variations though, Jared, there's a few things I'd like to do this episode with you. Number one, on my agenda, I want to give you some curse some like phrases some curse words um insults and i want you to tell me if they are real or not these are english Uh, i want you to tell me if they're real or not okay Uh, then if you do think they're real i want you to tell me like what they mean or kind of how you could use it okay okay can i say something real quick before we get into that Mm -hmm. i have two questions for you because obviously chad i'm kind of offended you didn't mention i came with questions to interview you today (laughs) no oh that's true (laughs) no i didn't but i have i do have two things that i just Mm -hmm. i thought about as i was for my pre-podcast walk around the neighborhood once what is a swear word what what, Uh what is it it's a good question Uh uh-huh so what is a swear word a swear word is essentially a a term that is used in a derogatory uh vulgar or explicit manner uh you know, a word used to um, make a person or a thing, uh, you know, something that's derogative, you know, makes it worse than it is. Um, I would say a lot of times a lot of swear words also have to, uh, they are related to things in a very kind of sexual nature. You know, there's a lot of variants on penis and vagina and plenty of different mm-hmm. insults and swear words. Um, it's also interesting too, to look at where swear words come from, which we'll do later. Uh, we'll talk Mm -hmm. about the etymology. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's my definition though of a swear word for you, Jared. It's just like a, yeah. mm -hmm. I mean, that makes sense. Basically a word you wouldn't tell your boss. That's an easy way to figure out a lot of people swear swear at my job, but I know what you're saying. (laughs) Um, my, my boss doesn't though, but, um, actually no. Yeah, he does. Uh, I guess the reason I, I, the reason I got me thinking about this is like, like, I guess you made me you you helped me figure out why. I was like, where mm-hmm. did the where do these words come from? How is it that this is a quote unquote swear word that it's that. quote unquote bad? We'll talk about that. Don't worry. But I think you made you made a good mm-hmm. point um, with the uh, with the like crude like you know yep. talking about derogatory parts, yep. you know sex, yep. mm-hmm. you know death. A lot of them have yep. to do with you know bodily functions. You know, yes. pooping, farting. Now you said we're gonna talk about mm-hmm. that, so I'll bring that up later. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to step on your toes here. Yeah, I want to ask you some some kind of curse, you know. And other but, ways I, but I do use, have one more mm-hmm. question for you. Okay, but. sure, go for it. Go um, for it. Uh, when did you start uh, hearing swear words? Like uh, I think I think hearing swear words and realizing what they were. Yes. Because pro- that's the big difference, you know. I think as kids you might hear them occasionally, but sure. I don't think yeah. you know the magnitude. And yeah, the man- it doesn't magnitude. Even what's also fascinating about swear words is the magnitude is different in different places. You know, the c word in America is a pretty bad word. But yeah. You go to Australia or England, 
uh, or it's Ireland. Like buddy. Yeah, it's like buddy, friend, <laughs> pal. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's so, very true. That's yeah. very true. I remember the song uh, um, "Hot and Her" by Nelly mm-hmm. came mm-hmm. out when we were maybe two thousand one ish, and we were maybe seven, eight, somewhere around there. Right. And I remember singing that song, and the first line is no, I, "Good gracious." Two thousand one. I was ten. You would have been nine. Sure. Okay. Good well, gracious, that's ass audacious. Yeah, I would sing that line. I have uh-huh. no idea what I'm saying. Literally that's no fair. idea. And my sister would be like, <gasps> oh, dude, a swear word. The and M&M I'm like, I don't even know that what I, I sang said. along with, what, that I didn't know what I said. I, oh, God. Yeah. It, She's like, you said something yeah. bad. And I was like, what did I say? I was like, right. first of all, what does he say? I don't even right. know what he's saying. Right. What there. is ass bodacious? Yeah, what I don't know that? what bodacious means. Right. I don't know what an ass is. Right, exactly. <laughs> you were being an ass there, Jared. But, uh, but yeah. But that's the other thing with swear words, Jared, is a lot of times they're used to um they're expletives you know they're used to explain not explain yeah. to uh, exclaim something you know you drop a brick on your foot you know you Dude. yell you yell a swear word you know or closed, you yell an alternative but i closed the door on my mm-hmm. finger today the house door Ooh. and i got like one of those little uh, did you uh, swear well, i'm putting the middle finger up to the camera mm-hmm. but i got like one of those little like you know like the purple under your nail oh that's uncomfortable yeah yep. i let out like one of those whisper shits like shit. oh oh yeah <laughs> oh shit yeah uh all right well jared let me ask you some uh some of these words i want you to tell me whether or not you think they're real and if they are real what they mean so my first one for you, let me find a good one to start us off While you're today. looking, I'm just mm-hmm. going to mention, you never answered my question. The first time what? I really started noticing... Oh, you're right. Sorry, we got on Noticing on swear tangent. words is mm-hmm. sixth grade. I'd say I remember, fourth grade for me. I remember sixth grade, I went to a, this was a, I went to a new school. I had gone to the same elementary mm-hmm. school, for, you know, first through fifth. And mm-hmm. I went to a new middle school, and I remember, um, like, it started registering to me that what swear words were. Right. And... Um, and uh, I don't know, I found it, I, I still, well, we'll get to it later. I still find them foolish. I still find the whole concept foolish. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely um, sixth grade. Now let's let Chad answer his text message first, and then nope. we'll get back to nope. the episode. We're, we're good, we're good. Uh, <laughs> f- uh, fourth grade, I think, is when I started to notice wow. it. And believe it or not, it was on the school bus. Uh, yeah, that makes there sense. There were old, older kids that would swear all the time, <laughs> and that's where I learned all sorts of beautiful you, words. Um, oh, yeah. so you had, like, like middle schoolers on your school bus. Yep, yep, See, older kids, yeah. I went to my, my, my elementary school didn't have, like, a, it, it was, I lived kind of in the boonies, as, mm-hmm. so I didn't really have a good school bus oh, system the then. Sticks. So I didn't take the school bus in elementary school. So I didn't have as much exposure to the older kids, mm. uh, but but that school bus is Probably that's classic. Thing. That's right. a classic American oh, yeah. place to. Oh yeah, for sure. That's where you learn terrible all sorts things. of stuff. Exactly. Summer Speak- camp is actually another one for me. Oh, Summer for camp. sure, for sure. Speaking of learning terrible things, Jared, let's talk about some of these. Yeah, uh, curse you really words. want to get to this? I, I do. Can tell. I do. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you some that are real, some that are fake. I want you to tell me. All right, mm-hmm. first one for you is. Um, fluke <coughs> like f-l-o-o-k fluke not like a Sorry. fluke like bad luck you're good it was uh, my water just went down the wrong pipe it was a fluke <coughs> so like fluke that jared do you think that's a, a real real term it's a real term but it's not a swear word it's not good job all right next one for you bloody nora yes i love that one uh-huh. i um that's british 
Yep. I watch yep. uh, Top Gear, which is a car show, a very popular mm-hmm. car show. And um, James May used to always say, Bloody Nora. It's kind of like <laughs> Bloody Hell or like, Darn it, damn it. Yeah. yeah. I imagine uh-huh. they would say Bloody Nora like we would say, like, Jesus Christ or something. Yeah. I think that's probably close. Which to some close, people yeah. is essentially a swear word. That's true. Do not to be me, using the it's... Lord's name in vain here, Jared. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, next one for you, Jared Bed Swerver. <laughs> bed swerver you bed swerver um i mean it sounds british it is british uh okay so it's real that was oh, another yep, one of i the revealed questions. it yeah <laughs> yep, good trick yep you got me i didn't try to trick you but it worked out <laughs> bed swerver is that some sort of like um some sort of like a calling invented a... by shakespeare and it it means what did he think? invent all of our language that's true <laughs> it means jared is it like a like are... a like a someone that sleeps around yeah very good very yeah, good I mean, that makes yeah, sense cheater. swerving from bed to a bed cheater yeah <laughs> very good see uh, now we have shorter mm-hmm. shorter ways to call someone that that's we true. don't need to that's that's too that long that's true all right th- speaking of long jared this is the last one i'll give you and then we can talk about some other things related to swear words uh this one i have uh difficult saying uh whether or not it's real, you can decide, Jared. Uh, arf and arf and arf. And arf and arf real? and arf. Is, what do you think? Okay. I mean, that sounds like something that... Maybe I made it up. That sounds like something that the Swedish chef would say. Well, I told you these are these are English. Right. Okay. 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 So these he's are not a not a stuffed Swedish chef. Uh, not that I know of. About. But maybe okay. maybe that's how this became a word. Arf if arf it's arf real. Arf. If it's real, you still have to decide. I. Uh, I'm, I'm going to assume it's. I, I'm going to assume it's real, but I have no idea what that would mean or who would say so that. So it is real. Good job, Jared. It is a Victorian term for a drunkard, someone who gets drunk oh, all the time. Is that just like intimate, like uh uh. What, what is the, imitating the like a drunken stupor or something? Could be, yeah, hmm. yeah. All right, my last one for you, Consarnet. No, that's not real. It is real, and it is uh. a term that they use in the Wild West, which uh, kind of means "darn it," more or less, or a, mm. or a safer term than saying "god damn it." Okay, uh, so remember, yeah. like, uh, like from Hey Arnold. Uh, mm-hmm. The grandpa would say, like, conflabbit or something like right. that. Right. What was it? I, I don't I remember, know. but I'm glad you brought that up, though, Jared, because I did want to talk about that briefly on today's episode. Other words that people use as substitutes for swear words, because I think that is important as well. Why? Um, I feel like, the no, we uh, no, <laughs> hold on. I definitely want to talk about it. I don't think that's important at all. Okay. I think this whole sort of Puritan uh, fear of words... isn't good. ...is so dumb. Like, I remember... <sighs> There was this one time, like, my, my, my mom's kind of like that, too. She's mentioned that I swear too much on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, for who, first of all? Right. And then also, um, there's, like, I remember one time I, I sent her this one podcast that I thought she would really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, yeah, the information was really great, but the guy swore too much. It was actually a Joe Rogan podcast. About, like, it was oh, a, that's funny. One of, he had on Rhonda Patrick, who's a, um, like a health expert, a nutritionist oh, cool. health expert. And my mom's into that stuff. So I was like, you would love this. And she's like, it was great, but Joe Rogan, he swears too much. And I'm like, did you like the information? Like, right. so like who cares? I, I, could, <laughs> I could see both my parents saying that, too. That's yeah, why. I was that's like, why. But, uh, yeah. It yeah. just I don't understand how like like how is it so hurtful on your ears? What what is it that's bothering you about I it? Is think, that well, I, I, I think don't it's understand? Just, I think it's just the connotations people make with the words. I think people associate a lot of uh swear words, at least older generations, I think they associate swear words with 
um, people who aren't educated, who yeah, like I'm a can't, you know, at least that's like what I'm a criminal I or hear something. My parents say, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. But anyways, I do want to just bring up a couple substitutes because I think they're kind of funny. Sure, and they're of course, funny of course. Because, I didn't mean to tell you not to do right. it. It's just, well, I'm going to do, do it anyways, Jared. <laughs> fork you. I'm going to do it anyways. <clears throat> uh, that's a funny one. I like fork you uh, or yes. fork this or fork that because it came from the show The Good Place. Holy um, fork and shirt balls. Yep, yep. Or shirt <laughs> for shit. Um, a lot of people say shoot, though. I remember being yeah. a little kid hearing my dad say shoot uh, mm-hmm. instead of shit. Darn for uh, damn, obviously. Frick. For fuck, which yeah. to be honest, Jared, I Some think scrubs. fuck is one of yep. I think <laughs> fuck is one of the most versatile words in the English language. Uh, also, fudge instead of fuck. Yeah, fudge you. I don't take anyone uh-huh. seriously that says fudge. Nope. Just don't nope. say anything if you're going to say fudge. Right. That's true. Fudge. I just love. I just love though the versatility of the f word in English because oh, you can yeah. use it in so many different ways. You can use it as a verb, as a noun, as an adjective, as an adverb. Oh man, so many different ways. Um, my, you see, yeah. My, I think my favorite. Well, we'll get to favorites later. Let's talk about favorites later. Keep going. I don't know. Whenever I try to bring anything up while you're doing something, you you just cannot help but get back to it. So I need to do it when you're not mid-explaining something. Well, that's going through I, a list. I pretty much covered all the all the uh, alternatives to swear words out there that okay. are important. I would say. So, so tell me your before, favorite, Jared. Before we started, uh, oh yeah, my favorite. Uh, my favorite's probably shit. It's also okay. very versatile, mm-hmm. and it's also less aggressive sounding mm-hmm. than fuck. Because just because just because the, the nature of, of the of how it's very, I think uh, like the CK ending CK and the, the T end, yeah. is different for sure. For sure, sure. sure. Yeah, I um, mean, I think sounds do play a role too in what we perceive as bad words because the way Americans say the c word and the way Brits and Aussies say the c word to my ear sounds completely different. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's kind of like it's yeah. kind of like actually that kind of shows the versatility of the f word because you can you can That's hear true. because when we hear an American say mm-hmm. the c word, which for mm-hmm. some reason we're not saying, right? It sounds so uh, harsh, <laughs> right? And like they really hit that something about the American accent. Yeah. I, al- almost seems like it forces a harder c. Yeah. Meanwhile, yeah. with the something about the slurry nature of those Australians and drunk and drunkards over there, mm-hmm. the, the British and all those people. Right. It seems like they can get by, by more smoothly getting like right. something about the aggressiveness of that sea re- really hits the yeah. ear differently. Yeah. That's true. And um, the, and the, yeah, I think shit's also a funny one too, Jared, because depending on the way you say it, mm-hmm. uh, it also has different meanings. Yeah. You know, if you're like shit, that's like you just, you're late for your bus. You drop something, right? Yeah. But if you're like shit, like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Like, or I'm gonna go take a shit. Right. <laughs> There's also right. the very productive use mm-hmm. of it. Now, I want to give you yeah. some. Mm-hmm. Speaking of shit, Jared. Before we move on, I want to give you and our shit. listeners out there um, the etymology, so the history of the word shit, where it comes from, because I did mention at the beginning of the episode oh, yeah. we were going to talk about this. So, and I also want to talk about some interesting examples throughout history, Jared, um, that came from the Oxford English Dictionary. So, we can thank. Old English for the word shit. Um, it uh, came from the word skite. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, which meant dung or poop. Uh, and then skit, S-C-I-T-T-E, meant diarrhea. And skitan, to defecate, which were all rooted in the hmm. Proto-Germanic word skit, which was S-K-I-T, which evolved into Middle English. 
uh, shit, S-C-H-I-T-T-E, which meant excrement, and shitten to defecate. Uh, <laughs> I kid you not, Jared. Um, so this is how it's changed. And according to the old uh, Oxford English Dictionary, sorry, O-E-D, Oxford English Dictionary, shit has uh, been... Uh, used to mean an obnoxious person since the year 1508. Fun fact for you, Jared. An um, hmm. obnoxious person can be a shit. Like, you know, I've heard I've heard people say like little shit, referring to like an yes. obnoxious child. Kids, so there you yeah, go, or like a dog um, or something. Yes. And now what's funny too is the Oxford English Dictionary also has some years uh, and lists of common phrases involving the word shit. So here we go, Jared. 1922 to not give a shit. Uh, wow. 1937. It's, for some reason, oh, it's crazy, uh-huh. crazy uh-huh. to think that these things have been around for so long. Almost a hundred years, Jared. Not give Saying, a shit. I don't give a shit in 1920. Yeah. seems hilarious to me. Right, right. 1937. <laughs> like in my head, they still had British accents back then. Right, right. Yeah, no American accents. It was all British. 1937, people started developing American accents, and then we had Up Shit's Creek. Oh, yeah. 1942, you have your shit list. Uh, 1960s, this one seems very fitting for the 60s, shit-faced, and (laughs) proving the monotony of the late 80s, 1989, same shit, different day. Wow, that actually surprised that that one's that. No, yep. that actually, maybe that's not surprising. 89, 1989. So there, there in the shit. 60s is hilarious, too, because yeah. it's not like people were not getting drunk all the time before that. Right. But it's like, oh, now we're starting to They just to use other, other terms. In here. <laughs> yeah. Right, like pissed instead of shit-faced, you know, yeah. for, for getting drunk. All right, Jared, let's talk about the word fuck. I mentioned it's one of the most versatile words. Mm-hmm. Now, regarding etymology, believe it or not, Jared, it is actually one of the hardest words to trace. And the reason why that is is it was actually banned from early written work and also dictionaries. But there are some uh, etymologies from various sources that tend to agree that the word probably developed from various Germanic languages. As someone who has studied German extensively and is also a native English speaker, I would agree with that. The verb form came from the German word ficken, which is German for fuck, which also some could argue it also comes from the Dutch word fucken, F-O-K-K-E-N, which means to breed. Mm. Uh, Norwegians have the same word fucka, F-U-K-K-A, which means to copulate or to reproduce. <laughs> Swedish also has the word fucka, F-O-C-K-A, to strike or also to uh, copulate. And fuck, F-O-C-K, copulate. for penis. For, it copulate, took me the longest right? time to be like, what is cop? What is he? What is that? What is he even saying? Copulate. Like, oh, reproduce. Wait, make some babies. <laughs> Get it well, first on. first of all. Do the deed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I could continue, but anyways. <laughs> all right. According to the Oxford English Dictionary, fuck did not appear in any language dictionary from 1795 to 1965. Penguin wow. Dictionary, the real MVP, the gangsters of the dictionary game, <laughs> made the bold bold move to include it in 1966, and from there on, it was added to the dictionary. So Penguin Dictionary, they were I mean, the revolutionary dictionary in the right. 60s. They're like the urban dictionary of the right. 60s. There's something so... I mean, it, it's so funny, like, the, this whole, like, sort of... It's like, because they were obviously using... They were probably using the F word just as much back then yep. as we're using it now, but yep. they refused to put it into a dictionary. Yep. There's something so weird to me about this, like, almost... so almost, funny, too. Like, e- e- like, like all right, I'll, I'll, I'll concede. This is a quote-unquote swear word. This is a bad mm. word. Right. Let's not use this when we're at church. Let's not use this around children. Fine, okay. But it's like... It's like now we're just now we're just denying that this even exists. Like right. it's right. like this, this is fooling? the dictionary, yeah. which is supposed to be a collection of all the words in the English language. Right. And like, what's what's the benefit of like not even like recognizing its existence? Right. Now, and it's Jared, like, who I are got, you protecting? Right. 
I got two dates for you regarding the word fuck. These are approximate dates because, as I mentioned, it wasn't officially added to a dictionary until uh, the 60s. But there are two that I think are kind of funny, and the dates might surprise you. Uh, 1916, we have fuck up. And mm. 1929, fuck off. See, that's kind of really surprising. Yeah. Yes. A 1929 fuck off kind of makes sense. That was the beginning of the uh, fuck off. Uh, yeah. Great Depression. Mm-hmm. So maybe there was a lot of like uh, bill collectors right. coming. <laughs> right. Could be. Yeah. Does that make sense? <laughs> what was what was the other one? Uh, the other one was fuck up, which was 1916. See, that's actually really surprising to me. Yep. Yeah. Like yeah. So we've been calling people fuck ups for that long. And that, or, that or one to fuck up. As in, oh, I right, fucked up. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that it's one's interesting. Me. It is. It is. Uh, all right, so, let's move on. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, 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 no. I, I'm. I, I gotta let you finish your lists. I know how this works. That's right. Keep going. That's right. Please keep going. I, I, I only got two more on my list, Jared. I'm all in right. no rush. I, I, didn't, my, I didn't. realize my, you were. my last two for you. This next one, I I would consider, I guess, a swear word. Some people want not. Uh, the word "damn" has gone mm. through a long line of evolution, starting from the uh, Latin word. Uh, Domnum meaning damage, hurt, harm, loss, injury, a fine mm. or a penalty, and then I mean uh, that's mm-hmm. damn is is a uh, uh, damn's biblical, you know? Yeah. Oh, for like sure. That, that goes back to damning people to hell in the Bible right. and stuff like that. That one's been around probably as long right. as we've been around. I imagine. Which which humans, leads me to the verb uh, which was damnar, damnare, meaning to a judge guilty, to doom, to condemn, to blame, or to reject. Mm. Uh, then. Then Old French picked it up as uh, damnier, a word with a very similar meaning. It then made its way to Middle English. Believe it or not, Jared, as dampen, D-A-M-P-E-N. So, yeah, goddamn was used in the late 14th century, according to the Oxford Dictionary. came from the old French word godon, which apparently is a term uh, of reproach applied to the English by the French. Kind of interesting. and I then, mean, I gotta imagine, mm-hmm. like, how bad do you think uh, Goddamn was back in, like, the... 14th century? In the 1500s? When, yeah, <laughs> when essentially, like, religion ran a lot of these, uh, right. a lot of these societies. That was the big swear word back then, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that, fuck it, in comparison to that, it's nothing. Yeah, that's hello. It's like, all right, that's well, that person right there, we have to kill them now, because they right. cursed our village and they screwed right. Right. And they're, uh, they're a devil. Exactly. So. <laughs> now, this is kind of interesting, Jared. I don't have any phrases related to damn and their dates but the euphemism dang was first used around 1780 mm. so as a as a as, as a, a way euphemism to for for damn to not say less damn. aggressive yes damn. exactly damn. damn damn these days that i mean that's nothing anymore you know no no that's not even not. a swear word anymore i think i, I think to like. religious people though it might still be a, a curse word but even Might without the God, I mean, I can understand how God even damn, damn would, would get a little aggressive. God damn, uh, by the way, is one of my favorites. <laughs> it's, it's a good one. Yeah, it's a good one. A lot of these um, are good words. Uh, it's just, it flows off. It flows words, so yeah, nicely. It does. All right, Jared. Can I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you have one more. Sorry, you I have, have one, one more. more. Yes. You have one more. Crap. See, now I sound like you. I'm impatient. You do. You do. <laughs> my, next, my last one is crap, which I think a lot of people nowadays would not consider it a swear word. No. It used to be, though. Uh, and yeah. you may be wondering, though, where does it come from? It comes from farming, Jared. Uh, it's mm-hmm. thought to have its uh, roots in Old Dutch. Uh, Krapen meaning to cut off, to pluck off, which kind of makes sense. And medieval Latin krapa meaning chaff. Chaff is defined as the husks of corn or other seed separated uh, by like husking, by pulling it apart. Um, Interesting. Mm-hmm. And then Old French and Latin turned the word into krap, 
or crapé, I don't know. Uh, Middle French saw it as crap, a, a word meaning siftings, which does not have any relation to uh, separating something. Uh, then it made its way into Middle English as crap, C-R-A-P-P-E, which referred to the grain that was trodden mm. underfoot in a barn. Um, and See, eventually, this is interesting. Uh-huh. Because now, oh, no, let me keep going with the, uh, sorry, I keep going with the, because this word has changed completely. It's changed a lot. That's why I wanted to bring this up. It's changed so much. And now, after the 15th century, it was used as reference to weeds growing among corn. And then later, um, it began, uh, they started to use it meaning rubbish or nonsense in the late 1800s. So it's really interesting. Yeah. It's even, it's even moved on since then, because now, to me... When I think of crap, mm-hmm. first of all, crap, I remember being in elementary school and being like, uh, you know, saying crap and my, mm-hmm. my parents getting mad. Ooh. That was that right. was the swear word back then. Right. But um, crap now is just, it's just a shit, right? It's shit. Yeah. Well, crap, crap to crap me is like a, a lower couple, level shit. It, it's like. Well, yes, but it means a couple different things, Jared. It means uh, shit. It also means things that are junk. Like, I have yeah. so much crap in my car. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, but I got to clean all the shit out of my car. Right. Like, you would or say junk. that, too. Or junk. Yeah. But yeah. Um, let's see here. Yeah, crap. Crap can also mean your stuff. Like, yeah, oh, like, oh no, I forgot my crap at their house. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's it's interesting, though. Um, I don't know how, I'm just, it, I just find it very interesting that it never had anything to do with, with poop, with feces or, or anything shit. like that. Yeah. It has to do with farming and, and like, pretty crops. funny. Yeah, which is pretty. And it's funny. like how did it? How did it now? Yeah. Like people say, I'm going to go take a crap, which means right. like, obviously I'm going to go take a shit. Right. Um, go poop. And it's like, wow, when, when did we transfer over? This is not even what this word right. means. At least shit. Right. That's what it started off well, meaning. You're you're getting ri- rid of the junk from your body. That's true. It makes yeah. sense, I guess. That's you true. Know, it makes yeah, sense. I'd say shit is a form of form of crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I have I have one last thing regarding our main segment today, Jared. I just want to ask you and for our listeners out there on YouTube, do you know what these things are called behind me? Uh, oh, what they're called. So what I'm, what is behind me in my background for today is, uh, it is a letter followed YouTube, by symbols. By yeah, check out our YouTube channel, Untranslatable Podcast. But yeah, I, it's a it's I obviously a know what letter. it is. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're reading like a cartoon but or a comic what, book. But do you know what the formal term for it is? No, I feel like I've heard it before though, but I don't, I can't, I don't know what it is. So it is called a Grawlix. Yeah. So that's what we call it when a comic book or a story or something uses a curse word or a swear word. But what they do is they'll take usually the first letter. Sometimes they don't even take the first letter. And then mm-hmm. they use symbols to replace the amount of letters. So if it was yes. fuck, fuck has what? Four or five letters? F-U-C-K. Yeah. Four letters. So it would be an F followed by, I don't know, like an at symbol, a, a hashtag like a, sign or a pound sign and a percentage yeah. mark or something. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love those. I, I used to. I, I'm. I'm a big like a. When I was a kid, I used to read a lot of um, comic books. Not mm-hmm. not like the not like um, action ones, but like a Foxtrot and Kelvin and Hobbes. Ooh, love and, Kelvin and Hobbes. Um, and I love the. Um, and I, I love trying to decipher what the swear word was that they were. Um, that they were you know saying through the uh, through the Grolics, similar mm-hmm. to when we were watching that uh, SpongeBob clip before this episode. <laughs> right. Started. No kidding. No kidding. <laughs> um, now you asked me one question mm-hmm. before we started recording. Um, do I swear around my parents? Mm-hmm. Uh, the answer is maybe. As you would say, the answer is yine. Okay. I'm working it in slowly. Okay. So for the longest time, sneak a shit no. in there or a fuck. The, uh, the, no, 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 no. Yeah, that, these no, are no, some. These are much. some really good fucking rolls for dinner. 
<laughs> yes. Oh my god, dude, that's a genius idea. Especially if you sort of work it around like Just a compliment or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is a nice fucking right. uh, house <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I gotta, man, yeah, you gotta, got some really good new shit on your arm. It's got to be positive. I can't be like, right? oh fuck, you know, right. or like, oh fuck you. Like I can't right. do that because then it's like an right. insult and they're gonna get mad. But if I'm complimenting right. them, they'll be like, oh, right, oh, thanks. I mean, well, okay. You, like you, you get really the boat, got like, all our crap in your house. <laughs> what the fuck you look fucking beautiful i i will oh, tell you though okay, with thanks. my family jared i definitely swear on my mom my dad does not approve my dad oh, really? is not a fan nope because i can't dad imagine doesn't swear okay i guess i never really he doesn't talk a lot when i'm around i mean he unless we're talking like he doesn't having, talk a so, lot in general but yeah it's so not I you haven't, i promise so I, I it's maybe it's it's harder for me to notice but I couldn't imagine you being concerned or your mom caring about right. you. I mean, obviously, you're not, not really. dropping hard Fs all the time. You never and stuff, know. But, F this, but F that. At know. least in my experience, uh, being around uh, them, like, I would never... F- I mean, I guess I'm once around your dad. But I would never feel nervous, like, saying, like, a right. shit around your mom if it came out. Right. Um, my parents, so for the longest time, I, I wouldn't swear around my, my parents as well, but I've been trying to slowly work it in. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is now I'll, I, I'm using hell and damn. I'll use mm. those. Damn. And, um, and, and, but I'll, I'll some you good know, red wine. I can, I can get in a shit. I've never really tried fuck. I can get okay. in a shit. If I, you know, it's funny I didn't oh, think about this because she, <laughs> because you, you now you've just had it added a whole whole new layer to it. Usually, mm. what I did to get around it is if I was making a joke, I I, I would mm. make the exception if I was making a joke. Where it's I like I want to hear some gonna, Jared jokes with some bad words in them. I'm not saying they're not knock knock jokes, but like knock knock. <laughs> but like Surprise, if, if, if I know or, or if I'm confident that I'm gonna make them laugh, mm-hmm. then I'll th- then I'll like then, then I'll throw mm. it in. Um, but it's like. I, I I don't I don't I don't subscribe to not I don't subscribe fully mm-hmm. to this whole like like uh, issue with swear words. Honestly, I think we should we should uh, destigmatize quote unquote yeah. swear words. They don't bug me either. Yeah, and, and so you know sometimes maybe it would bug me. I, I'm not gonna say it doesn't bug me. It bugs me when people don't have like a grasp of the English language, right. and they and they use or any language I guess. And they use swear words as like a way to just like fill the space, right? You know, that's like true. people. That's not like I know people look. that are talk that say like "fucking" instead of "um." You know, like yeah, that's not good. Yeah, that's <laughs> as a language teacher, I can tell you that is not good. Um, and it's just like he's like you could have just not said anything right. in that moment. You didn't have to. Well, do and that. there's a time and a place to use profanity to use swear words. Um, and I think yeah. some people aren't always great readers of a room when to use them and when not to. Yeah, I mean, I have a few coworkers where I'm like, "You are bold. Right. You are no I, kidding. I, I like, it doesn't bother no me, but I don't yeah. know how. Like, I definitely wouldn't try right. this out. That's true. Yeah, Jared. You know, it's interesting though. You know what people consider bad words or not. I think it really depends on how you were brought up. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think it also has to do with what kind of things you, what kind of entertainment you enjoy. You know, if you watch mm-hmm. movies and listen to music with a lot of swear words, you're probably going I mean, to become pretty desensitized to them. Um, one of my favorite genres of music is hip hop. Yep. They've been known to throw around a swear word or two. Just just one or two per song, you know, <laughs> you know. Uh, but yeah, speaking of music though, Jared, I think uh, it's time we talk about our song on the pod today, which is yeah, by a Filipino artist named uh, Juan Carlos, and the song is called Buwan, and this one is definitely a good one. Uh, tell yeah. us about it, Jared. 
Uh, well, first of all, it gave me the vibe of like a Filipino Tom Mish kind of vibe. Like it's sort of like a, not ballad, that's not the right word, but it's, it's like soulful, a... soulful, for sure. Yes. And it mm-hmm. sounds like, sounds and looks like it's a, like it's a, some sort of love related song. Like he's talking mm-hmm. to a significant other, he's dealing with a significant other, something like that. I don't know that, I can't translate if it. I, if I remember correctly, I think Buan means month, but let me double check. The only reason I'm saying this is because he's like singing to some Means sexy months. woman in the video. Months, uh huh. Okay, so I don't Here, know exactly ooh, what the song is about. I can give you. I can tell you, Jared. Let me tell you. Oh. It's been a long time since we've read song lyrics, Jared. But I think it's time we bring it back. Sure, I'm uh, down. Okay, interesting. So here we go. Um, I'm yours. You're mine. You're a beautiful sight. I'm alone right now. Hopefully, someone will be beside me. This I feel like is an appropriate one for quarantine right now a lot of people are going through this uh (laughs) under the white light under the yellow moon listen to my scream under the yellow moon i don't want to live a life of sadness because you're the one that makes me smile and we'll be together until the very end come on let's lie down and then the chorus is under the white light obviously this sounds so much better i'm not sure if he sings in tagalog or what language it is but it sounds much better um okay last verse your beauty reaches the moon your heartbeat can be heard from space and it returns here with me you're the one i love you're the only one i will ever love listen to my heart and feel feel what i feel um but the song is called yeah Hmm? but when does he does he ever mention months or anything in the song i don't think so no okay Mm -mm. but it's clearly what you see so it seems like he's like they're they're away from each other it seems like it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this Longing. is very fitting. For yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it does have a very soulful vibe. I loved the guitar in it. I think the guitar mm-hmm. in it is just fabtastic. Fabtastic. Fabulous or fantastic. <laughs> I can't decide which word to use today. Um, I like fabtastic. Yeah, it's very fabtastic. Um, I think the, the, the sound of the lyrics sound great. Um, mm-hmm. They really add a lot to the whole atmosphere of kind of longing. Yeah, he's a good singer. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's it's definitely a good one. Um, yeah, for sure. I agree. Mm-hmm. How'd you find the song? I like to figure out how you find some of these. You things. know, you know, Jared. Um, there was a, a bar I used to go to in Beijing a lot, um, and there was a Filipino group there. I remember talking to the guitarist and talking to some other people, and uh, you know, I told them, "Yeah, I really like your guys' band." They basically were a cover band that would play requests. So you played a song, you requested okay. a song, they'd play it. And they played everything. Uh, everything you can imagine. Old Chinese music, uh, chart Sweet Caroline. toppers, Sweet Caroline, all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, I know you guys uh, Country that Roads, song. you know. Uh, I don't so, know Country Roads. Country Roads, take me home. Oh, of course. Yeah. West um, Virginia. Yeah. So anyway, so I was talking to this group, and they were from the Philippines. And they... and. And I remember just asking them, I was like, you know, did you guys go to music school or what? And they kind of laughed and they said, well, a lot of people in the Philippines, honestly, are pretty talented singers. And ever since mm-hmm. they said that, um, and they, it was a group of like five or six Filipinos and they could all sing, man. They all had pipes. Um, yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah. And like, it's, mm-hmm. it's a very, they're, like, they're all kind of I think it's like, a cultural thing. Old, they just like yeah. singing. Yeah, it's a cultural thing. Um, and so ever since then, I've been really curious to find Filipino music especially in Tagalog or, or, you know, some Filipino language. Uh, and I was super happy to find this one. Um, I mean, the, the music, the ornamentation for it's fantastic. Um, it's, it's just great. The guitar solo is really good as well as a guitar player. Mm-hmm. I always appreciate things like that. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's a bit on the longer side for what I would consider like a pop song, maybe not for like a ballad or a soulful R and B tune, but it's about five and a half minutes. Um, and it's, it's great. I miss long songs. I, I, I like a, I like a 
four and a half plus minute song. Oh, for sure. I mean, you're I'd, talking to a guy that was into metal music, then jam bands. So I'm I'm all for oh, that yeah, kind I of mean, thing. Jam bands. You're yeah. looking for a ten to fifteen minute song, right? Ha- have you Have you noticed uh, these days that albums are now forty minutes? Yeah. A lot of them, that's, yeah. The last couple of years, it seems. Yeah, <laughs> like that's the normal length mm-hmm. now. At first, I thought it was a fluke on some albums I got, just right. you know, certain artists. But I was like, right. no, now everything is forty minutes, right? And they used to all be like an hour to an hour and ten. Yeah, it is interesting. I'm not sure why that is, but yeah. But anyways, check this one out, Buwan by Juan Carlos on our YouTube channel on Translatable Podcast at the Song of the Pod playlist. Let us know. Also, Jared, I'm telling you, check out more of this guy's music, Juan Carlos. Okay. Uh, it's all fantastic. Dude has pipes, great music. Uh, it's just awesome. So check him out, uh, Juan Carlos. You betcha. All right, Jared. I have slowly been surely uh, trying to learn some Russian. Uh, we'll see if I get there in September. I hope so. I'm going to keep saying that because I hope if I send good vibes and keep saying it, it'll happen. Uh, <laughs> Pals of Chad. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and my foreign word of the pod today, as I said, is Russian, and it is uh, rigatsa. And rigatsa means to swear or to curse. Oh, wow. I should have that had sounds, Jared read it again, but yeah, Rigazza. That sounds super Italian. Rigazza. Well, well uh, <laughs> I think uh, I think that might be more like swearing, maybe. Rigat is the... I also saw it written as rigat. So maybe uh, that's okay. the correct verb form. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, okay. My Russian grammar knowledge isn't great just yet, Jared. So be that's, patient. I'll give you a break for now. <laughs> for now. Good. <laughs> well, let's recap today's episode, Jared. And I think, first of all, what makes a word dirty... It tends to have some type of inappropriate connotation, whether that's with certain body parts, generally below Which, the waist. Just mm-hmm. for the children out there, because you you like to mention that apparently kids listen to our show. That's right. We are uh, family There's podcast, nothing Jared. inappropriate about your body. True. Very true. Thank you. Uh, but I get what you're talking about, right. the inappropriate parts. Right. Uh, parts that you wouldn't show out in public. Let me put it that way. Sure. Um, I'm okay and, with that. And interestingly <laughs> enough, Jared, a lot of... I didn't mention this in the main segment, but I wanted to say this before we ended today, which is a lot of swear words, it looks like, at least in the English language, their etymology tends to stem back from either Old French or Old German. It seems the majority of them do stem back from Old German, which is kind of interesting. Um, for, for us... In English, yes. I mean, okay, shit so comes from Old German, fuck comes from Old German, ass comes from uh, Old English and Old German. Um, so, yeah. Which I would say kind of makes sense, though, because our language is heavily based on both mm, of those languages. Yes, but we have a lot of a lot of French and Latin-based stuff that doesn't have swear words. Like, it's funny, like, a lot of the Latin words are just formal words, and then it seems like a lot of the Germanic-rooted words are swear words. Not all, but a lot of them. It's kind of uh, interesting. Because, I mean, there are yeah, words in Latin to shit, like defecate, but defecate isn't a swear word, but shit is a swear word, right? Right. But it's the same thing. Right. So that's why right, it's right, kind right. of funny. Hmm. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, okay. It's interesting. I wanted right. to bring that up before we ended today's episode. Yeah, thanks. Um, so, yeah. And, and I think it's also very important regarding swear words to know when to use them, when not to use them. I would say if you're in any formal situation... Um, just don't don't use swear words, especially don't use swear words in a foreign language if you don't if you're not sure how to use them. Um, unless you're with your friends or something in a you know relaxed environment, then go for it. Swear away, as we say in English, curse like a sailor um, and enjoy it, it. I guess that's fuck it. That's right. Um, we also <laughs> talked about the etymology of swear words today uh, and some dates when swear words became popular or phrases, which I thought was interesting. Who knows what we'll hear within the next 20 to 50 to 100 years, uh, how the language will change regarding swear words. It will be pretty interesting. 
Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, so stay tuned uh, for that. So yes. uh, do you have anything else to add about our swear word, our dirty words episode today, Jared? Um, no, I, 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 I find it interesting to hear how long these things have been around. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I guess it doesn't surprise me that the word fuck has been around for a long time. Right. But something about hearing... And imagining that, people back then saying it, too. Right. So imagining someone yeah. in, in 1929 saying, oh, fuck off. This right. is hilarious to right. me for some reason. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but I, maybe it's because it's like, oh, I'm imagining my grandma doing that, who right. obviously, well, not obviously, but my neither none of my grandparents swear. So the idea of them being like that back in the day, it just seems like unreal to me. But I, I think it's fair. also nice to humanize old people. and like, oh, no, they weren't also... right. Not always. They just... weren't all saints. Um, right. Yeah, right. for sure. That is for sure. Well, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, if you got any questions on swear words, how to use them or their etymology, yeah. let us know at untranslatablepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or check us out on Instagram, untranslatablepodcast. Uh, and we are happy to help you uh, using... Uh, inappropriate words appropriately so let us know Uh, (laughs) let us know what you thought about today's episode on iTunes or Stitcher via five star reviews and also give us some feedback on how we can make this podcast better for you so as we say here at the Untranslatable Podcast Dziękujemy muchas gracias shisha and dosvidaniya